Dr. Amalia Gonyas-Malka. Welcome to Womanity, Woman in Unity, the show that celebrates prominent and ordinary African women's milestone achievements in their struggles for liberation, self-emancipation, human rights, democracy, racism, socioeconomic class division, and gender-based violence. This week marks the 43rd anniversary of the Soweto Youth Uprising of 16th June 1976, when hundreds of young people died in protest of Afrikaans as a language of instruction. In honor of Youth Month, and in response to demand to air our broadcast with Miss S.A., Tamar and Green, here is a rebroadcast of that particular episode. Enjoy the show. Joining us in studio today is recently crowned Miss SA 2018, Tamarin Green. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. And we are so privileged to have you here on our show today. Thank you so much for having me. And first of all, congratulations. Thank you. On this milestone and significant achievement. It's been two months now. So I think it was a bit fresh, but now it's sinking in. <laughs> Well, you've got another 10 months of your reign, which yes. will radiate on, on positivity. Now, this year, Miss S.A. celebrated its Diamond Jubilee of 60 years. To start with, can you please tell us more about Miss S.A. as a pageant, what it entailed, the different rounds, yeah. and how you got to this point? Yeah. So as you mentioned, we are celebrating, we were celebrating the 60th year of Miss South Africa, and I think that's spectacular, because participating this year, they actually had 40 of the previous Miss South Africans sitting in the audience. And I think that just made the night more memorable, more... Um, special, if I can say it that way. So what happened is, um, it's a competition. Miss South Africa is a beauty pageant that is open to any girl that is between the ages of 20 to 27. And the competitions are held in certain regions. So my region was Cape Town. There's a region in Johannesburg, Durban. So they'll have competitions there for anyone to enter who feels that they are up for the job. And I say job because they say that it's a beauty pageant, but it's really more than that. It has evolved. Um, it has modernized. It's more about being a woman and what um, what women can offer. So it's it's about knowledge. It's about education. It's about having confidence. So much more, as you like, you know, as you said, multifaceted. They're looking for a multifaceted woman who can represent our country. So in Cape Town, I participated, and there they would choose a few of the young ladies that they feel fit the criteria, possibly stood a chance to win Miss South Africa, but also grow throughout the competition. Um, so then from there, they chose top 28. The top 28 then went to Pretoria, where we all had interviews. Um, this consisted of a, like a panel discussion. So four ladies would go in together. And the judges would ask us questions about current affairs, our opinions, um, a whole lot of questions, also just to try to get to know us. And on that day, they selected 12 other twelve ladies from the 28 to then further compete in a five-week period just before the, the pageant night. So this is about a two-month process if we look at the those knockout yes, rounds. Yes, yes. But I think this year was, no, this year definitely was the first year it was done this way. Um, usually it's about a six-month period. So uh, the pageant was much later. Usually it's in March. 
And within the five weeks, the last five weeks, we basically had to participate in a whole lot of activities. We had to, you know, promote sponsors. Um, there were workshops where they would help each and every girl um, with something that she wasn't maybe comfortable with. For example, I wasn't very good with makeup. Um, I wasn't a very, I didn't wear a lot of makeup when I was studying. So they had a, a workshop to you know, enhance your qualities. How can you do that through makeup? Or um, public speaking, how, how you get the gist of it. So we all went through these workshops. And trust me, we all grew. We all learned so much about ourselves. And then the 27th of May, we had the final night where we could enjoy the stage and answer questions up there that were quite intimidating. But that is how the process ended. Work. And ultimately, you are going forward, you're representing South Africa. Yes. So you have to be equipped in terms of confidence, life skills, the ability to do public speaking. Yes. And portray the strengths and the qualities because you, in essence, are embodying SA. Definitely. Definitely. And I think I think that is so exciting and it's so amazing that I'm I'm going to be able to do that internationally. I can actually go out there and represent my country for what it is. And we live in a very diverse country. So to be relatable is also part of a quality that a Miss South Africa must have. And you mentioned earlier, this is your job. Yes. So in your job, what are some of the achievements that you want to um, attain during your reign? Yes. So Firstly, the, the responsibilities of a Miss South Africa is, one, you have to represent your country, as we mentioned. So you need to understand what's happening in your country, the current affairs. You need to be able to sit in a room with different people and talk to everyone and understand everyone, adapt, so that you can represent them to the best of your ability. Um, so I'll be doing that as well at Miss Universe. Then another thing is you do have your sponsors, so you need to look after your sponsors. That is another part of the job. Um, Then most importantly, it's about being a role model, Um, being someone that young women out there, but not only young women, um, just people in general can look up to, can learn from. Um, It's about your message as a South African, what you want to change and bring about change to, sorry. So I'm very passionate about health as well as education and I get to start my own project my own campaign this year which I'm very excited for and um, we'll talk about that later um, so there's a number of things that you that I can do as my South Africa and um, yeah <laughs> today we're talking to Miss SA 2018 Tamarin Green we would love to receive your comments on Twitter at Womanity Talk Hi, I'm Zonke Dikana, a South African Afro-soul musician, songwriter and producer. You are listening to Womanity, Women in Unity on Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. One of the things that I looked at as a quote attributed to you mm-hmm. is you, you said, as a woman, I believe there is a golden thread linking all women across the globe. Together, we should be able to uplift, inspire, nurture, and educate the youth of our world. Yes. Now, building on that, I know that education and health are are definitely key areas that are are foremost in your mind. Yes. We were talking a little bit earlier offline on 
the importance in a girl's education and in her establishing of her identity. Could you please share with us some of your thoughts on that? Um, To me, education is definitely, you know, the key to economic and social empowerment, first of all. And as we know, we are living in a society where there still is gender inequality, um, inequality in education, as well as inequality in health. And um, to me, education is is bridging that gap between having access to the resources you need to make a success of yourself. I believe that every woman with the with the, with the education, with the right knowledge, with the right um, how can I explain this? Yeah, well, well, having an education automatically makes you more capable. It makes it opens up doors to you. It it empowers you, and it also. Um, it, it allows you to look after yourself, make healthy decisions for yourself because now you have the knowledge on how to do that. And automatically that is um, uplifting women, if, if that makes any sense. <laughs> you mentioned that as part of Miss SA, you've got the responsibilities of representing the country. You've got uh, the responsibility of being brand ambassador to not only South Africa, Africa, yeah. and to a certain extent, the, the pageant's sponsors. So I think this year we've got Sun International, mm-hmm. Celsi, and, and Nissan to, to mention a few. How do you feel about being a role model? You know, I'm very happy. I'm very privileged to be a role model um, because being a role model is basically people trusting you to to do the job properly it's it's having people looking up to you and learning from you and I think being in that position it is a responsibility but it's one that I accept gladly um, so yes I'm very happy to be a role model to everyone so that I can you know I can help them in ways that I wish I could have been helped and on that note do you have a role model I do um, my parents it's very cliche but my dad is literally the strongest person that I know. I've learned so much from him and his storytelling and, you know, the values and morals that I have, I've learned from my mom and my dad. And the reason I say that is because I do come from a small town. I come from a very close-knit family. And often when you're in small towns, you need, it's difficult to see outside the borders of that small town. And my parents allowed me to do that by telling me stories of how they've lived and, um, you know, expressing what else is out, out there in the world. So they definitely are my role models. And Celsi, as one of the sponsors, is well known for its Take a Girl Child to Work Day, which happens annually. And every year the program enlarges. Can you share with us what are some of the initiatives that have been in, in conversation? Um, it's very exciting. So Take a Girl Child usually is celebrated on the last Thursday of May. And this year the theme is actually hashtag more than a day. More than a day. Very yes. important. So um, Salsi is trying to encourage corporates to um, help with more than just one day. And they are going to launch a project in August that I'm actually going to be an ambassador of. It's called um, Salsi Girl. Um, so it it, it incorporates the same um, ideas that Take a Girl Child is incorporating, but just for more than one day. So, for example, Salsi is going to take in a group of grade, I think it's grade 10 to 12s, and they are li- they're going to have them come in for more than one day and literally follow up 
on the progress um, instead of just bringing someone in one day and then you know saying goodbye so it's a platform that allows access to information guidance um, not only information about you know being a girl being a woman but also um, how to make a success of yourself so information to bursaries information to internships um, if you have difficulties in any aspect mm. of being a girl and growing up that transition to becoming an adult um, that is what the platform is going to and it sounds as though it's going to be a lot more sustainable it's not just a transactional yes. element but you being able to build yes. relationships with these young ladies and yeah. really help them yes. achieve what they they need to definitely now on that note we've looked broadly sort of career-based yeah. we've spoken a bit about education we also spoke about one of your your passions of as health yes and I'm not sure if many people know about your background but you are a six-year medical student studying at the University of Cape Town and by pursuing your education, you join this long line of women around the world who strongly believe that education is a key element for progress and self-development. So can you share with us a little bit more on your views of education? Mm-hmm. We, we touched on it briefly, yes. but especially in the hands of women to achieve equality. Yes. I think I'll use my life as an example. Um, growing up, I went, as I said, went to a small town and the school that I went to uh, wasn't one of the most privileged schools. So I'm talking about a class of 50 to 55 children in a school, um, not always being able to get individual attention, you know, from, from the teacher. Um, but I understood what they were doing. They were trying to give a lot of children access to, to education. Um, and unfortunately, the pitfall was that there wasn't always enough individual attention. So I had to take the responsibility on myself to go home, study by myself, do my own research, and incorporate that with what what I was taught in the classroom. And I have to tell you that in, in primary school, I did very well because I worked hard, and my grades showed that. And there's a certain sense of achievement and of being happy with who you are when you see those results. So that's one thing. Reflection you of know, your hard work. Reflection. That is one thing. It it pushes you to do even better. Um, and a lot of people aren't always exposed to that. So I think it's important to firstly celebrate achievements through education. And then as I continued in high school, my grades then allowed me to study medicine. And um, not the, it's not an opportunity for... The opportunity is not always there for everyone to study something like medicine. So... Education got me there as well. And education had me move to Cape Town, out of my little small town, step out of my boundaries. Opening doors. Do you know what I mean? Exposing myself, being exposed to other opportunities. And that is what education, the power of education. And even um, joining Miss South Africa, uh, it was all about learning about what it actually means to be Miss South Africa, what Miss South Africa can accomplish. Um, as I said, Jolene Strauss as well. She is one of my role models, and she was studying medicine. So education is the key to stepping out of your, moving beyond your boundaries, if I can put it that way. <laughs> and it's great that you've got people like Jolene Strauss who've almost walked a similar sort of journey to what you're doing, so you know that it is achievable. Yes. These goals are yes. attainable. <laughs> 
Today we're talking to Miss SA 2018, Tamarin Green. We would love to receive your comments on Twitter at Womanity Talk. Now, later in the year, you're going to be representing South Africa at Miss Universe 2018, which describes itself as a company run by women for women, built on a foundation of inclusion and continues to be a celebration of diversity. The organization empowers women to develop the confidence they need to achieve their personal best. And I looked at this and I thought, one, this is such a great mission statement of allowing women to truly be who they are. But also there are between 80 to 100 countries that send contestants who compete across a range of different criteria. You chatted briefly about your project that you're going to be looking at from a community point of view with education and health. And I know that a community project is one of the key elements that contribute to this campaign. So can you tell us a little bit about this? Um, so in terms of my campaign, I'm not allowed to express exactly what it's about yet. Uh, it's going to be launched at the end of August, hopefully if everything goes well. It has to do with health, and it's actually something very personal. So it's something that I experienced myself, and I believe that with education and guidance, I could have you know, dealt with that situation much better. So it's very personal to me, and I'm very excited to see what I can do with this project. As you can't talk about it now, yes. is there a hashtag or reference to look at it for people to look out in the future? Um, not not yet. <laughs> I will let you know if there is. Perfect. We will watch <laughs> the space with bated breath. Back to Miss Universe, how do you feel representing South Africa in the global arena? I'm very excited, first of all. And as I said earlier, it's such an honor to be entrusted to take the position of representing your country internationally. And um, I'm excited to meet and learn from all the other ladies that are going to be there. I mean, it's a group of powerful, intelligent young women, and there's so much you can do in that space. And um, I'm excited to show them what South Africa can do. Now, with all of those different minds coming through from different parts of the world, exposed to different sets of, of challenges and potentially solutions, hypothetically, given the chance, mm-hmm. what global issue would you try to solve? Um, Well, it's actually quite a difficult question for me because I'm so passionate about many things that I know is, like, needs help. But education, um, because as I said, education is the key to change the world. So equality in education. I feel like I'm almost one of the panelists putting you on the spot (laughs) here. But you, you're so right that education, it's that ticket, it's the door opener. Yes. And without it, you are, are limited. Yes. Your horizons are completely blocked. And to me, it feels like um, all the other issues we're facing in, in our country, in the world, uh, how, whether it's health, whether it's economically or socially, all of those things can be, uh, can be improved with education. So... That is what I, that's just how I feel, my opinion. (laughs) Today, we're talking to Miss SA 2018, Tamarin Green. 
Hi, this is Lira, South African Afro soul singer and songwriter. You're listening to Womanity, Women in Unity, presented by Dr. Amelia Malka on Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance, a program that celebrates prominent and ordinary African women's milestone achievements in their struggle for liberation, self-emancipation, human rights and democracy. You are listening to Womanity, Woman in Unity on Channel Africa, the African Perspective on frequency 9625 kilohertz on the 31 meter band also available on DSTV channel 802. Today we're talking to Miss SA 2018, Tamarin Green. We would love to receive your comments on Twitter at Womanity Talk. In the previous segment of the show, we spoke about Miss S.A. celebrating its Diamond Jubilee of 60 years. We also spoke about some of the work that Tamarin wants to deliver, specifically in the health and education sector, and means and, and mechanisms of being able to encourage women to really be all that they can be. Now, Womanity, Women in Unity is all about gender equality, which is increasingly a global focus, and as such, building female leadership capacity is important for the future of women, not only to South Africa, our continent, and I would Mm. say worldwide. How do you see female leadership, whether it's in the private sector, public sector, academia, medicine environments? Um, You know, to me, I personally believe that women leadership encompasses more empathy and more compassion because as women we are automatically it's installed in us and by having those qualities by being compassionate and empathetic you tend to look outside yourself as a leader and you ensure that your colleagues your employees anyone you're working with that they're taken care of and it creates a work environment where people are more comfortable and more feel more appreciated. And I think women have that special that special quality to do that um, in a workspace. Um, and yes, uh, we still are, women still are being underestimated. They're still not taking up those, those powerful roles, which they should be. Um, and I think it's a work in progress. We are, it's much better than in the past but there's still a lot more that can be done. And some of those qualities you mentioned of empathy and being compassionate, Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of those also speak towards being a doctor in the medicine profession. That's very true. So being a female doctor, um, there's a lot of that that is practiced in in the clinics, in the hospitals. I know I practiced all of that um, in my six years of medicine. And being able to relate to people because you've got to see things from their perspective. Um, You know, studying medicine, it actually, it's, you you have to have that barrier between professionalism and it's a patient, but it's very difficult because as women, as I said, we, we feel emotions and um, often you relate so much to the patient. You just, you want to help in any way possible. So something I had to teach myself is to, you know, keep that bar that professionalism um but it's definitely it having those emotions and feeling that compassion makes you a better doctor Mm. definitely because you treat that person like you would treat your sister like you would treat yourself um and i think that's really special 
They're strong human qualities. Yes. And if you look at the dynamic of women in leadership, mm-hmm. uh, almost this is an advantage. Definitely, it is. And I think that um, more women need to sit around the table. Uh, 50% of our workforce is women. And therefore, it's important for us to, you know, um, be on that board of directors, um, be in those high leadership positions. Because as I said, those qualities, um, the qualities of being human, it makes for a better work environment. It makes for better delivery um, in work. It makes people feel more comfortable. And having those women in those positions automatically, it's having a voice for all the other women who do not have those positions, who still feel limited by their circumstances and showing them it is possible. It's possible to be up there as well. Given what we know now and given some of your experiences, what areas do you think we need to build on the most to benefit women in the future? Um, I think I just answered that question. It's in the workspace. It's... um, Firstly, delivering equal education for all girls as they grow up um, and allowing them to step into a workspace where there's equal opportunities. Um, As I said, 50% of us are women working, but when you look at who's in the leadership positions, it's about 10% um, of women that's being represented. Even even Even, less than that, Even less, sorry, even less. Um, So, yes, I think that is where we need to bring about that change. And I think, too, it's it's not just about women coming to the front. Mm. And as you've said, we've equipping ourselves with education. These are tools in order to help us yes. advance. But at the same time, we also need to look at the education, I guess, of our male counterparts on allowing these opportunity spaces. To that open is very up. true. But there's often a debate because we are very educated men in these higher positions, yet they're still treating women differently. Culture. So that's another aspect we need to look at, maybe not just education. Yeah. Sometimes it's a bit of a a rewiring that needs to happen. (laughs) Today, we're talking to Miss SA 2018, Tamara Green. We would love to receive your comments on Twitter at Womanity Talk. Now, one of the questions that I ask my guests who've all made tremendous achievements in their respective fields is about some of the factors that they feel have contributed to their success. So some people speak about hard work, others talk about perseverance or a particular person in their life. Please share with us what you think have been some of the the success factors. Um, I'd have to say it's more than one factor. So... The first thing for me that's very important is to have a dream. You have to have a goal, something to work towards. Otherwise, you're just going to be, you know, flopping around without a sense of purpose and where you belong and what you want to achieve in life. So have a dream. And it doesn't matter how big or small the dream is. It's 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 understanding that there is something you, you want to work towards. And often we don't achieve those dreams, but you you get much further just thinking of reaching that dream. Secondly, hard work. Um, I've worked hard throughout my whole life, and I have to say it pays off. It's not easy. Um, I know everyone comes from different circumstances, and there are certain things that prevent you from, um, you know, studying. And not everyone has a study room at home or but it's 
it's hard work doesn't just entail that. It's finding a way around those circumstances. Um, you can apply hard work to anything in life. Um, simple example, if you're at home and, you know, there's dishes and your mom is really tired, take that responsibility on yourself. Clean the dishes. Um, that's part of hard work and understanding what hard work is. Then, as you men- mentioned, it's dedication and perseverance because things don't always go the right way. There are challenges in your life. Uh, you think you're reaching your destination and then suddenly there's something that comes across your path and you are devastated. And it's just reminding yourself of why. Why do you want to be that doctor? Why do you want to be Miss South Africa? And remembering that constantly and just pursuing, pursuing, pursuing. Um, and then number f- Sorry, there's a lot now. So number four is also just personality. When I say personality, I mean it's one thing to work hard and get an education, but it's in the world we're living in, it's about you have to interact with people. Um, if you, you learn from each other, um, it doesn't matter how educated you are or how hardworking you are. If you stay in your little bubble, you're not going to be successful. You need to learn from other people. You need to... Um, share your knowledge, if that makes any sense. So that's what I mean by personality. And the last thing for me that really helped me persevere is my faith. Um, Just getting down on my knees and praying to God. And um, that faith really makes me see the positive in everything. Um, So those are the things for me. They're very diverse. They touch on multiple facets in your life. And I think that also contributes to this wholeness of yes. becoming a a meaningful human being who can really function in society. When we look at this question as well, one of the areas that I, I'd like to address is who have been some of the strong women in your life? Um, my mom. Definitely my mother. Um, I had a teacher in grade two, um, Mrs. Robbie. I don't know if she's listening to this. I, sh- I don't even know. I haven't had contact with her in a long time. But she really took me under a wing and she showed me what I'm capable of. Um, um, she really pushed me to participate in like the science expo and um, public speaking. I learned a lot from her. Um, so my grade two teacher, my mom, my grandma as well. Um, I'm very different from them, but they, I've learned from them what kindness is and what showing love is all about. And as I said, it's something that only a woman can teach another woman. Um, so, yeah, there's about a few. <laughs> and can you tell us about some of the pivotal moments in your life growing up? Oh, wow, there's quite a few. Uh, number one, I was very young, and my sister and I used to share a bunk bed. And my dad used to come in every night and read a Bible book. And he would make us say the Our Father. It was printed up on the wall. Never found meaning in it until I grew up. Look back now, and that is where my faith started. That is where my relationship with God started. Um, secondly, I think I was grade three, and I was chosen to be a narrator of a, a theater play. That's where I found my love for public speaking, for being on the stage, and I learned I'm very comfortable being there. Um, then moving from Worcester, that's where I was born, I was at a Model C school, Then I moved to Paul, where I was placed in a school that, as I said, not very privileged. 
And I immediately picked up the differences in the two schools and I could not understand why is there such a big difference. Um, so throughout my primary school and my high school, I was trying to find the answers to that. And I think in those years, um, I learned that life is not equal and um, something needs to be done about it. So that whole experience um, definitely helped me mature. I matured very fast, if I can say it that way. Um, another pivotal is being the junior town council of my... I was the mayoress of the junior town council in Paul. And being a mayor or mayoress... And that is not just when, within the school jurisdiction, it's is, for yes, the town. Yes, so that is between different schools. And coming from the school that I was at, with all its challenges and not competing, but being up against all these other schools who have everything, who have computers, who have 20 children in a class. And I achieved, I was selected at mayoress, and that showed me. It doesn't matter what school you come from, it's what you apply in life. That is what's going to make you reach that goal. And, um, okay, that's another thing. Uh, and then in varsity, so in university, um, medicine was challenging. Um, it's a lot of work and at one point my health really took a dip and I've always been a strong woman always been an independent woman and in that situation I found that I needed help and that was very new to me because I did everything myself and that's when I learned that being vulnerable doesn't make you weak um, being vulnerable allows you to grow it allows you to learn from other people and that is where I sort of learned that showing emotion is not a bad thing. So all these things in my life have really shaped me to be the person that I am today. And with the latter point, I think that's very important. It doesn't take away your independence, mm. but it does show that you, you almost can do more yes. by having support structures Definitely. in place. I think it's not, it's an unspoken, it's like not the curse of being a strong woman. It's that we think we can do everything ourselves, um, which is... It's not okay. You need, being strong is asking people for help as well. That's fine. And I learned that literally only in my varsity years. Well, thank you for sharing that variety and uh, touch points in your life, yes. which have led you to, to become the person that you are today. Now, in closing the conversation, as we commemorate Women's Month, can you please share a few words of inspiration or yes. wisdom that you'd like to impart to women in the continent that are listening to us? I want all women to know that we are all beautiful. We are all capable. Please don't allow anyone to ever tell you you cannot be something, you cannot achieve something. You can be anything you want to be. I want women to understand that and that we are special. Um, so really embrace being a woman, be proud to be a woman um, and uplift each other. I think that's very important. Um, a win for one of us is a win for all of us. That is a wonderful expression. A win for one of us is a win for all of us. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure. And we wish you all the very best in your current reign as Miss SA for 2018. We look forward to hearing more about the work that you do, and not just in the public domain, but also on some of those 
core personal projects in relation to education and health for yes. women. Thank you so much. <laughs> you have been listening to Womanity, Woman in Unity on Channel Africa, The African Perspective. And we have been talking to Miss SA 2018, Tamarin Green.